Hello everyone. Welcome to Making Data Speak and I am your host Sachin Tonk. The amount of data we produce every day is truly mind-boggling. 90% of today's data is created in the last 2 years. The current pace of data capturing poses a significant challenge for data professionals in terms of how to manage and utilize data. The Making Data Speak podcast series is the result of my passion to explore both the art and science of data. In each episode we unveil the hidden stories, connect points and paint the data picture for businesses and consumers together with thought leaders and experts across the region. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or on my website sachintong.com. Stay tuned for more. This is a podcast disclaimer before we start the session. The content of this podcast does not and is not meant to provide professional advice. The views, information and opinions expressed during Making Data Speak podcast are solely those of individuals involved and do not represent the individuals, current or past employer, organization or committee. The current pace of data capturing has created a hidden challenge for the organizations which I call as a dark side of data. Only 27% of data is used by the organizations leaving 73% as unused and untapped data which is termed as dark data. Did you know that today data centers are one of the key polluters and they are adding to global warming. There is a significant cost and effort which can be saved if we address this challenge before it goes out of control. To discuss this topic and more I am joined by my esteemed guest Dr Prashant Sothekal an author professor and a founder managing principal of DBP Institute welcome prashant great to have you on the show thanks uh, sachin it's my pleasure to be in your show yeah, thanks for having me so prashant what is the dark side of data so there are um, quite a few definitions these days about the <laughs> dark side of data so gartner has defined uh, very well about what uh, dark data is all about where they say information assets organizations process and store during regular business activities that is not actually used which is pretty elaborate but my definition of their dark data is pretty simple it is the data that is just collected and kept and not used for regular business activities so that's how i define dark data and as you said that uh, this problem is uh, pretty big given that the data itself the data industry itself is almost like a 300 billion dollar industry per year and when you say 73% of the data is unused so that means almost like 3/4 of the data is is practically what you are storing and processing is almost of no value to the to the company so this is like a huge problem in the industry thanks prashant for that insight so coming back to your point that it's a big problem it's a huge problem if the problem is so big why is still is so hidden and it has not been acknowledged as a key challenge yeah this is a this is a great question so it's basically you're saying that why hold data when you are not using it in other words so in my view there are three main reasons why companies are facing this dark data problem the first thing is mainly about the about regulatory compliance for instance if you take the oil and gas industry for instance if you they have to uh, capture and store uh, all the data for regulatory purposes purposes at least in canada for almost 7 years whether it's on contracts whether it's on audit whether it's testing and so on and so forth if you look at fda for example in for healthcare any drug uh, that has been produced uh, distributed and uh, and sold has to be uh, has to, all the data has to be kept for one year for regulatory approvals for the as per the fda standards 
So regulations, number one, is a huge factor when uh, when it comes to dark data because on uh, normally companies want to uh, uh, make sure that the regulators are kept happy and they keep that uh, data. So that's uh, that's the first reason. The second reason is the problem we have for a very long time in almost all the industries, organization silos. So we like, for example, procurement and finance, not talking to each other in the procure to pay life cycle. So that means each one is capturing their own data and uh, and uh, and uh, storing it. So when there is uh, silos, there is lack of collaboration and teams don't come together as often as needed. Of course, exceptions are always there. And the third thing is uh, the, the way uh, the businesses inherently, uh, inherently operate, our, of having a mindset of retaining everything uh, from production reports to contracts to invoices and so on to, to prevent uh, risk. Um, so enterprises often stay clear of uh, potential risk, even when the potential benefits of an action uh, equal or, or exceed the exceed the loss or the risk aspects. So these are the three main reasons I see. Number one, regulatory compliance. Number two, uh, organization silos. And next, number three, the inner end mindset of risk aversion. Yeah, so Prashant, I think uh, that's a good point. I also think right now, because the technology advancement and the storage cost of storage of storing the data has significantly gone down with the event of uh, big data technologies. So I, I, I think um, companies have this mindset, let's store it and then then deal it with let, later. In my opinion, the mindset of the organizations has to be changed. Uh, the data storing should be driven, start from the from defining the use case first for, and asking a very simple and straight questions that why do you need data, for what purpose and how will you use it? And the data which you will not use it, how you will uh, kind of remove it, destroy it, archive it or whatever, right? But but I think organization's mindset right now is cost of storing data is so low, let's keep on storing it and then deal with this prob problem later and which never happens it. So so great. Now we, we have identified the problem, the dark data sitting in the organization because all the organizations have huge data. So how can we identify? Okay. So coming to your earlier point about storing, so it is true that the cost of storage has reduced, but also there is a second aspect of that, which is cost of processing, which is a factor many companies don't uh, talk about. Like for example, if you look uh, today, the IT cost, despite cloud computing, outsourcing, and all those things, the IT budgets in almost many companies are going year over year, it is increasing. Uh, that's one thing. There is a huge data processing cost as well, which many companies don't factor. And when you talk about storage plus uh, processing, it also increases the carbon footprint of the company. So you can't say that I'm going to store data because, uh, because, uh, because it is cheap. You also have to look at the carbon footprint of the company. And data centers these days are, are one of the biggest uh, polluters in the, in the world. And by 2025, the carbon footprint from the data, data centers is going to go up by up, up to 4% or even more given that the way we work from home these days have dramatically changed. And again, uh, so it's it's also about the risk as well, because when you keep this dark data, which is equivalent of junk, basically, so there is uh, there is a risk which, which is associated uh, as well, because when uh, when the cyber criminals come to, and uh, look for uh, look look at the data, they don't care whether it's good data or bad data or, or dark data. They just take everything that they can put their hands in. So when, of course, when the dark data goes, along with the dark data, some good data is also uh, going. So this is uh, one aspect of it, which I want to emphasize about is not just the cost of storage is low, so don't worry about it, let's keep on collecting it. That's not a 
great argument uh, when it comes to data management uh, as such. So coming to your point about uh, about how do you ensure that the, the, the dark data is identified, right? One of the things is make sure that the data which is captured is aligned to the business purpose. So what's the purpose of the data? Fundamentally, the data has three main purposes. One is to help in operations. Number two, to help in compliance. And the third thing is to help in decision making. See whether the data which you are captured meets these objectives. So if, if not, then you have to really think whether the data which you are capturing, does it make sense or not? Yeah. I was also thinking, Prashant, that should organizations take this problem and should we also start thinking of creating dedicated teams and functions to identify this dark data and either use it or to make it as a bright side of the data, or if we cannot use it, make a strategic decision that how to get rid of this. Yeah, but you know, the, that's part of the solutioning. How do you reduce the dark data footprint in the company? So, you know, I have written this uh, piece about uh, how, how to illuminate the dark data in Forbes recently. And uh, so in that, I laid out five steps about how, what companies can do to, uh, to reduce the dark data footprint in the company. The first thing is it all starts with the data strategy. So uh, before you look at your uh, tactical aspects, one is you have to look at your strategic aspects. Uh, based and this data strategy can be based on uh, your firm's regulatory compliance, whether as uh, as Tom Davenport says, whether are you in the offense side or on the defense side, uh, the degree of uh, laws and uh, regulations, the delivery channels, the degree of productizations which you are, uh, the channels in which your goods and services are sold, all those things which are which are part of the data strategy. The second thing is, just like we always say at home, don't buy if you don't need it. Just like the same thing applies for data as well. Don't capture it if you don't need it. Don't capture it just because the cost of storage is low. Just tie to your business purposes, which is the three things I mentioned, operations, compliance, uh, and uh, decision-making. Then the third thing is profile your data, which is, uh, and do data cataloging. Uh, look at your data set and, trans and uh, categorize them into transfer reference, master data, and transactional data. Because transactional data are the ones which are, uh, which are the uh, which are the real source of uh, dark data. And the fourth thing is what you mentioned, Sachin, is uh, ownership, the data custodian, who is accountable for this. So given that, uh, you know, in many big uh, corporates where uh, this data, uh, dark data problem exists, uh, and I mentioned earlier the silos as well, so assign a data owner so that and, and empower him and give him the right kind of tools and uh, power to act on dark data, including defining the retention schedules and so on and so forth. And finally, is to execute. The fifth step is all about execution. Execute it uh, so that uh, your retention schedule is followed. All the things which, all the data which is not needed is either archived or purged or uh, backups are taken and so on and so forth. So these are the five major steps which I think uh, companies can do to reduce the dark data footprint in their enterprise. Uh, well said, Prashant. I think I totally agree with you. Now, we also have understood that what are the four, five or six step. And I've also talked about a little bit of a technology solution, how to get rid of this data. So so from an action points, right, or, or, or key actions, for example, you yourself is running an organization. And I'm sure you are also storing a lot of data for your customers, for your past projects. How can you improve? So how are you dealing with this data in your own organization? First of all, uh, the DBP is 
we are we are a very small organization so we are we work for uh, corporates as as part of our consulting so i will take uh, i'll try to aggregate all our experiences from the consulting side and that would be a better uh, better explanation to to uh, to your questions so but one thing is uh, is about what i said about what i said before is uh, is the five steps which i've laid out right from data strategy to to um, execution is is absolutely crucial uh, is crucial and on top of it you need a strong leadership as well so it's not uh, uh, it is not a technology solution per se always it's a leadership problem when i talk about leadership the two main elements which come into picture are number one data literacy which relates to the data communication you have in your company number one and next number two is change management so the the change management is absolutely crucial in all data management projects including this uh, reduction of the data footprint so if the people are not very acceptable to this uh, change and uh, and uh, they understand what's the education that is needed to uh, to bring about this change then you can't go very far in uh, reducing dark data or even any of your analytics projects or machine learning projects so it's absolutely the data literacy and uh, change management are two crucial elements in uh, in almost all data management projects including the reduction of the data, dark data footprint in your company so that is also very fascinating to 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 know um, on the other day i was uh, reading an article which says that in next 150 to 200 years we will run out of the space to store the data Uh, this relates to uh, this problem of dark side in a, in a very um, it, it strongly connects that means we we and the organizations and everybody has to really think about this problem in a much more holistic way and we start thinking how to store the data in the right and optimal way so that we we don't get into a situation that after 150 or 200 years we don't have a space to store the data that's true so and again it is tied to the is tied to your purpose uh, like don't capture if you don't uh, need it and uh, and align those three goals of data to your value chain the, to your business process so if you don't do this uh, then you'll be just and again it's not just about uh, data driven organization doesn't mean that you are uh, creating digital solutions to capture data it is to effectively use what you have it's about moderation it's about balance so it's striking a balance between what you need and how effectively you, you use it so just as an example say the cheesecake might be very good to is good to eat but doesn't mean that you can eat a lot of it because if you eat a lot of it it's uh, you you will spoil your health so anything in moderation is is what makes sense in life and that applies to data management as well the use the best out of uh, uh, what what data is available the data is an asset but it can quickly become a liability if it is not managed well yes data can be the liability for sure from from a perspective um, of machine learning and ai there has been lot of debate which i am personally got involved also the justification of storing more data is supported by the use cases of machine learning and ai because all these model needs huge data to train themselves so prashant in your view uh what you, do you think that this is a correct statement to make that we need more data to train our models and that's why we are storing it to to make our machine learning and ai program successful you know at a very high level it looks like a good statement but the devil is in the details 
you know, so if you look at machine learning models or even analyst-driven models such as regression, for instance, it depends on two major factors. One is the kind of questions you want answers for or you want insights for. Next, number two is the data type. So you need two pieces of information to make whether it's analyst-driven models or machine learning models to work. So if you just, if you don't know the data type in which you are holding, collecting the data, so any amount, if you just capture the data and it is not aligned to the data type or data which is required for your models, it is pretty much useless. So it has to start with an objective as well. So what is it you are trying to answer? And based on that, you have to collect the data. So at a very high level, it might look like it is true that you collect the data because you need it for your machine learning models. But on the other hand, it is it uh, it also it's a, uh, just blindly collecting it without understanding your end state or the end game might not might not give you the right picture as well. So that is uh, the, uh, yeah that's uh, uh, companies have also look at it. It can't be a one-dimensional thing. Just collect data. There ha there is a price associated with this. It has to do with your strategy. It has to do with your end game. So it all has to go with everything is under, you have to strike a balance between everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Prashant, my my argument on, on this uh, point is that nowadays we have also seen an um, uh, use of synthetic data to train the model. We had limited data and we wanted to uh, use models to train uh, and the data was limited. So what we did is we use the concept of synthetic data where we have uh, vendors and organizations which can actually understand your data set and can generate millions and billions of, of uh, uh, data points, understanding your, your, your data. And that data will be all can be used to train it. And at the same time, the quality of the data is also very high. Once the model is trained, that data is is kind of removed from the system and we don't get into a, a situation where uh, you need to hold that data. So I think one of the key factor or key, key argument can be that Yes, you can store the data for making a machine learning AI, but uh, as you mentioned rightly, you have to understand the purpose and, and the real need for it. At the same time, if we use synthetic data also, the approach of synthetic data to train our models, we should be able to train our models with whatever the limited data we have. Yeah, so, so in fact, the term synthetic data, I've not heard, uh, I've not heard often. <laughs> so thanks for uh, reminding me about that uh, term. So definitely, the, if you look at uh, options for companies to, uh, to get data, definitely synthetic data is, is an option. They could also look at other options as well, like feature engineering, for example, or even uh, procuring data from external sources and blending it to your internal data, or even using uh, sampling techniques. So there are many, many options companies can use to train their, uh, train their machine, learning, uh, machine learning models as well. But the bottom line is that uh, you know the one of the things about the machine learning models, given the change in the rapid change in which business, businesses are undergoing transformation these days, is the timeliness of the data. We also need data which is kind of fresh. Uh, so you can't look at the data data which is kind of uh, which is kind of a stale, which is aligning to the business process which we don't follow today. Uh, and when I say business process, it also has got some thresholds, limit, control, confidence levels, confidence intervals, so on and so forth. So yeah, so it's uh, definitely an option for companies to look at, uh, but but at the same time, uh, uh, keep in mind we are talking about two main main things. One is the dark data, which is about the data storage itself, 
Next is about the insight generation process, which is coming from machine learning and uh, and analyst driven models. Yeah, thanks, Prashant. So I want to circle back uh, onto the point of uh, regulations because I have done a lot of regulatory projects in 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 the organization. So. Um, whenever you go to the business users and the stakeholders right so we will be doing this project or initiative and what is the retention period uh, for for this this data point or data sets right people are very scared that they simply say that okay regulators can ask us anything or or authorities can ask anything so so whenever they say uh, this thing and usually they say for retention period just leave it as i want the data to be stored for low limit keep on storing the data that is one of the aspect which i think that mindset needs to be changed second thing which i personally feel why the dark side of data is so much existing in the organization is because of the bcp and the disaster recovery initiatives what what happens what i have seen people will have the data then there'll be multiple tapes of the same data stored in different different locations there will be different different data leaks also stored in multiple location purely from a perspective of disaster recovery i am not very sure and i have not done it myself that now since the cloud is 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 very much focused and your, your uh, organization is trying to save and uh, the cost and efficiency will it make the change uh, in in the approach because we don't want to keep multiple copies of same data set in different locations and adding to the to the storage capacity so what's your view on that oh this is a great discussion point uh, sachin which i uh, i think i touched little bit uh, there earlier the first thing is coming to the regulatory compliance and the way the risk aversion in the companies you need to understand the retention period for your data like i was in a project for a pipeline company and this company used to collect all the maintenance record for the pipeline maintenance and scan those papers make digital copies of it store it somewhere and give that hard copies to a data management company such as iron mountain so and so they were paying millions of dollars to this company just to maintain the paper records so when i asked them like uh, how many how many times did you have you retrieved this paper documents from iron mountain given that you already had a digital copy of that record so the answer was zero so in the last 3 years i have not made a single phone call or a single request to to, to this company to to get my paper records so why so what's the lesson here well, why is it one department is paying for it which the other department doesn't know at all it is basically the the data uh, the organization silos because so one come one organization one team is paying for it which the other team doesn't know at all so the real reason is for for many companies to know about this is to get a holistic picture about data management and what is that data management which is to know that there is a risk and there is a cost associated with data management as well data is definitely an asset but it's a, it's a liability as well which increases your carbon footprint which inc- which can increase the risk of the cyber criminals coming to you which can increase the storage cost of data processing and all those things so if you are, if you can break the silos where teams can come together so that's a big big uh, that's a big win so people have to know a holistic view of data management here prashant so uh, before we we conclude with our final observations what is your final words on on this topic and what is your advice as they say too much of too much of anything becomes bad and difficult to manage so that applies to data as well 
data is definitely a, uh, can if managed well is can be your asset you can monetize that very well for your company and you can uh, and you can improve your business performance in fact the top five companies in the world today in terms of market capitalization are all data or tech related companies so data is definitely an uh, an asset for the company but at the same time if it is not managed well it can become a huge liability and you are you can be shut down in a few minutes like you have seen the cases of capital one you have seen in equifax all these companies who had poor data management practices and they had to spend billions of dollars of in in it upgrades when their cyber criminals broke their systems and and accessed valuable valuable data records and the worst case is cambridge analytica if it is it is the data which brought them to the limelight and actually since they didn't manage the privacy aspect of the data very well it was actually the data which resulted in their closure as well so bottom line is that data can help you become a valuable company like uh, apple or facebook or google but at the same time if you don't manage well you would end up spending billions of dollars like what capital one and equifax have done and even worse you might you might close down as well like what cambridge analytica uh, what happened to cambridge analytica so everything is balance everything is moderation you know i think uh, I, i will totally agree with you prashant but i think we should also um, not forget the angle of data privacy and security also because the amount of data what we are dealing with and the the dark side of data it, the data privacy laws and the regulatory aspect also makes the whole situation tricky you have given an example of companies like facebook apple right um in the recent uh, time all these companies even twitter facebook everybody is having lot of data challenges from a gdpr regulatory perspective also they are they are having lot of challenges twitter uh, recently had a data privacy issue facebook itself so even though they are very cutting edge and they they are data centric organization but still they are not able to resolve these challenges uh, themselves so uh, what is your view in in again in, in final words that you know from a from a data privacy and security perspective because there are so many cyber security issues going on recently so you know like uh, i'm not an expert in gdpr but we have a very similar data privacy regulation in canada called pipeda and uh, which 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 i believe has some of the common elements in gdpr as well so the bottom line when it comes to data privacy is one fundamental rule don't collect it if you don't need it so you don't collect any data about the users or the or the individuals if you don't need that uh, if you don't need that data i believe if my memory is right if you talk about pipeda for instance we are talking about 14 or 15 key fields when it comes to the which are pertaining to data privacy so anything more than that you don't have to uh, uh, anything outside that you don't have to collect it so this is where the fundamental rule of data privacy is and once you collect the data make sure that you you protect it you use it and as a restricted data entity and with utmost confidentiality and protection so that's what i would say about privacy when it comes to uh, yeah when it comes to regulations such as pipeda gdpr ccpa and so on yeah so that's that's correct prashant so i can add a little bit uh, a view from from the because 
recently my my engagement uh, in these data protection rules is is pretty high so uh, from a gdpr perspective and from pdpa perspective or from ccpa perspective the main fundamental point which is which is coming up and gdpr is is a very very um, lengthy kind of and detailed and thorough document as well it has a approximately 100 plus articles to, uh, which needs to be interpreted in order to implement the the policies and regulations the key theme is revolving around know your data and when you call about know your data then there are sub articles or there are sub sub uh, parts to it that why what how when what is the real purpose of the data so um i think even the regulators at this time have accepted uh, and understood that the organizations uh, uh, do need to go back to the drawing board and understand more about their own data and that's that's the whole idea uh, one more thing which which uh, i was not able to touch before and in final section of this podcast i would like to understand from you is uh, now whose problem is 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 this and should we be talking about is it a problem of a cdo is it a problem of a cto is it a problem of a cio in organization to deal with this dark side of data while cdo still lot of thought leaders have been talking about it not many companies have a role of the cdo i would say just like a fraction of the companies have a cdo title and even the cdo is not a full fledged functions like a cio and a cfo uh, roles which have been there for a very long time so cdo cdo role even if it is there in in a company it is an emerging role it is an evolving role which has been there just for a few years so by and large the cdo role in the industry is not uh, is still not there in uh, in almost i would say 80 to 90% of the companies so if if a cdo role is there this problem is managed has to be solved by the cdo if the cdo role is not there i would say i would assign this problem to the cio the cio is the one who is in the best position to manage the dark data so in in this discussion cto is safe from <laughs> Uh, which is which from a listeners from cto perspective will be will be will be okay yeah at least my view <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that that that's great so um i think thanks prashant for your wonderful views and um, it it was a great discussion and uh, thanks for sharing the insights yeah and uh, thanks uh, sachin great conversation loved uh, loved your questions as well and again the the discussion is very timely given that the companies these days are looking at uh, data as a as a huge business asset these days and uh, while uh, while they're looking at it it's also they have to look at the other side as well like uh, about the dark data so the question uh, the the discussion is very timely and on top of it my forbes article on dark data is also out uh, or uh, tomorrow <laughs> so i think that this podcast is extremely timely thank you prashant thanks for your words data is the new oil and it has to be treated in the same way which means we need to be more thorough in our decision of storing and managing this data cost of storing is low but they should not be used as justification to store more It's time for action and we all need to acknowledge and tackle the dark side of data. So in your capacity always ask and challenge why and for what purpose you need the data. Let's join hands and come together to move from the dark side to the bright side of data. Thanks and stay safe. 
you have been listening to your host Sachin Tonk on Making Data Speak. Always remember that this is your podcast and you can contribute to the topics and themes. I'm very hungry to hear from you to make this journey of making data speak a success. So please leave your comments and views on LinkedIn, Facebook or on my website sachintonk.com. We will be back with a brand new episode in the next 2 weeks. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen.